It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Oh yeah, so excited tonight. We've been talking about doing an episode on fetishes, and tonight- We're I not doing an episode on fetishes. We have the foot guy here. He's a podiatrist. That doesn't mean he has a foot fetish. That's not like a doctor, is it? It is a doctor of podiatry, and I do not know that Dr. Moscarella- one of the podiatrists I've known since even I was an intern in training, who is even kind to me then, has a foot fetish. So we want to introduce you to the show and start it off with, do all podiatrists have foot fetishes? Speaking for myself, I do not. That is not the reason why I got into podiatry. Interesting, it's an interesting reason if you want to hear it. Um, I was in high school running track. Severe back pain so bad that I couldn't walk. Went to the doctor. No CAT scans, no MRIs. They told my Sicilian mother, your son has a spinal tumor. She went to church immediately, start praying. Amen. <laughs> wow. Holla. Yeah. I was going to go to surgery. Went downstairs from my doctor's. There was a podiatrist. He looked at my flat feet and said, your feet are terrible, kid. You need arches. Ever since that day, I have no back pain. So they found a tumor wow. in the arch of your foot. No, there was no tumor. The idea was my feet were so flat, and I see this all the time in practice, that it affects everything from the bottom up. I tell people all the time, a skyscraper, no matter how great the uh, top floor is, if the basement or the, or the foundation is not right, it all crumbles. So feet have to be supported. It affects your knees, your hips, your back, all the way up to your cervical spine. Oh, Dr. Muscarella, listen, you don't get much more biblical than that. The good word in the good book says that a house built on sand is going to crumble. But a house built on the rock. Oh, hey, 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 watch out. All I heard was they talked about prayer and that didn't work. But science from the podiatrist fixed it. You don't know that the, the prayer saved him from his surgery. Well, maybe you talked to my mother. She was praying. Maybe that Amen. happened. She knows what happened. That's right. Well, so I'm glad that you don't have a foot fetish. But I'm glad that you love feet because the doc and the deacon's world has been affected negatively by one person's foot in particular. Yeah, my wife. Mrs. Deacon. Mrs. Deacon. Mrs. Skintag. Mrs. Bunyan. Oh, the commissioner wow. of our fantasy football league. Oh, okay. And she, uh, she had a Bunyan. Actually, she had two of them. Both of them severe enough. We talked about different options. And we talked about different surgeries, which you and I can, you know, we'll dive into in a little bit. But um, at this point, uh, she has had... Uh, both bunions corrected. Good. Now, let, let's talk about this. Not every bunion needs surgery. Oh. That, that's, that's definite. Bunions need surgery when, I tell patients, they prevent you from participating in your style of living. You yeah. can't wear the shoes you want to. You can go out walking. You can't jog. Your life is incapacitated by your feet, which shouldn't be. Explain exactly what a bunion is. Is it 
a growth? Tell everyone listening, what actually is a bunion? I want to point out I also do know the answer, but I want to hear it from the <laughs> profession. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's a good question because people all the time come in and say, I have a bunion. I look down and say, that's not a bunion. A bunion is we have metatarsal bones in our foot. Everybody hears of the arch and there's metatarsals and they're numbered one, two, three, four, five. Well, number one goes to the big toe. We call that in medicine, the hallux. That's the first of the, li- of the this little piggies. That's correct. Right, yeah. It's the big, it's the big piggy. The big piggy, it's yeah. The, it's the big yep. piggy. And it's the piggy that takes a lot of pressure and is really important in propulsion when we're walking and especially running and jumping. So that first metatarsal bone starts to move and it moves away from the foot towards the center of the body. Now, of course, the toe can't follow it, so it goes in the other direction and the bone becomes enlarged. That's what the bunion is. Mm. The, the enlarged bone on the outside. The problem is the big toe, as it moves over, crowds the other toes, yep. and that creates a lot of problems. I don't know how your wife felt if she had curled toes or the toe went over the big toe, but that can happen. In the big toe went over the second toe, That's and bad. it got to the point Did it where, really? Yeah. Did you take pictures? No. I wish we had them. We could have sold. I, I tried to convince her not to get the surgery, and we would become the bunion on OnlyFans and sell her feet pics. She decided against you that. You could have sold her pictures for textbooks. Yes. They look for that. Oh, oh, oh. we missed some opportunities here. <laughs> we sure did. There will be more opportunities coming, which I, I realized. When I was in training, there was discussion about a certain angle being larger than a certain angle to call it a bunion. Do you ever measure that or can you just tell from looking? No, actually, we do measure that. When I train students and residents, I make sure they measure it so they understand the complexity because the type of surgical procedure is based on that angle you're talking about. As the angle increases, which obviously means the bone's moving further apart, it warrants a more intense type of correction. That type of correction starts to go back into the middle of the foot. I mean, speaking in layman's term, the bone needs to be cut, moved back where it's placed should be, and held there, screws, plates, something. When it's mild or moderate, it's a much smaller procedure. Yeah, I do know that, that when we went through the procedure and we went through the x-rays, they identified that there were some structural issues with the bones underneath her foot because the bones had shifted around based on what this bone was doing and moving these other bones around. She would often have pain, not be able to walk very well. And if she ran much, you know, we like to go to the gym, she would run and be in severe pain. It started to affect her ability to wear certain types of shoes. Now, to make things a little more complicated, as much as that bone can move towards the center of the body type and move the big toe over, it can also go up and down. So it can rise up. To the right, to to the the left, left. to the right, to the left. Just slide, slide. Slide. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, so the bone can go up or down and it creates a problem. I could probably show you an example of that. I think that's what my foot's doing. Oh, quite possibly. Hold on. Let me pull it. Hold on. Let me get my... (laughs) (laughs) Well, so is there any benefit for bunions for... I've heard people talk about bunion exercises or are there actually orthotics that help really fix bunions long-term? Nothing fix a, fixes a bunion unless you surgically operate on it. You can help support it. 
you can help. Theoretically, there's some studies that show you can slow its progression. But the biggest factor, and I think after almost 40 years in practice now, genetics. Mm. When I start asking about people, so does your mom, or I don't even have to say it. They may say to me, I said, that's pretty bad. Does anybody else? Oh, my grandmother had, I used to take her to the foot doctor. She had such bad bunions, or I can't, she could never wear shoes, or we would cut their shoes out. You can usually find a genetic link. But here comes the fascinating part. More female than men. It's interesting because... Well, that's because it's due to high-heeled shoes. Are we going to blame high-heeled shoes? I'm telling you, my wife would say, you know, in fact, even now, uh, you know, people say she could do anything in stilettos. In fact, for her 40th birthday, I had a drink made that said she could do anything in stilettos except be on time. Right? <laughs> she's late for everything. That's but, good. Her friends would often say, oh, it's those heels. It's, it's Megan in those heels. Megan in those heels. Now, shoes aggravate the condition. They actually do. I have many women who come in who want their surgery because here's their big question. Can you get me back into a high heel, doctor? Yeah. <laughs> and that's my challenge. But I can. I mean, if you spend a grand on Jimmy Choo's, you need to be able to fit your foot in them. That's right. right. That's quite an investment. If you took out a loan to buy some Jimmy Choo's, or if you got that money the government was giving out initially, and instead of it's investing on it, afterpay now, you bought so. some Jimmy Choo's, yeah, maybe you need to get that bunion off. Yeah. So, Megan gets this surgery done. Yeah. She's limping around. She's coming down into the basement on her butt. Uh, one step at a time. And then one day we're having an event. And she, so she got both feet me. done. Yes. She got one foot done in, in last year. And then the second foot done. But the second at one. At the end of last year. They call me. So we could get it all under one deductible. Of course. <laughs> I hear that every day. <laughs> her foot's in pain. It's red. It's swollen. She comes over. Her bunion surgery got infected. And I did not realize that there was any foreign bodies in her foot after cutting off a bunion. Explain to me why there was this foreign body inside Mrs. Deacon that was causing this infection that was hard to clear. Well, I don't like to think of it as a foreign body. It's a body that needed to be there. If the lapidus. The lapidus, yes. Well, that's a procedure though. You can do bunions near the one portion of the bone. Once you cut a bone, it needs to be held in place. Think of cutting the bone as having a fracture. When you break a bone, you need to hold those two pieces together. So when you have to have a bunion surgery, and super glue, super glue doesn't work as much. You need a plate, sometimes screws. The lapidus is an extreme procedure. That's when that angle you were talking about gets so high that you just can't move it over by a small cut in the bone. Like 30 degrees? 30 degrees, up, up to 20, some 28 to 30 degrees. You need, a lapidus is a fusion. Bringing the bone, not only bringing it back to where it should be, but fusing it to the bone next to it. It'll never move in that spot. Right. So to do that, you need intricate, you need a plate, you need screws, and you need a lot of time off your feet. Because oh, it takes she time. wasn't good at that. No, and in fact, one of the things that they promote with that type of surgery is less time on your feet, that you'll be in a boot quicker and you'll be back to walking faster as opposed to some of the healing required when they saw or have to do some of the other bone type procedures. That bone was still sold. It probably was. Oh, it had to be. I believe so. It had to be sold. The one you're talking about, there's a new procedure that they're talking coming out, but I'm seeing a lot of 
complications with it. I won't mention the company's name, but it's supposedly where they pull the bones together, make a cut in the bone, put a plate on top of it, and it stays. I see many people coming back, and it's failed because the bone's very straight. Straight as hell. Yeah. But the big toe, they never address the problem at the joint. The ligaments and the tendons... And even though it looks great from the bottom of the toe back, the big toe's still over because yeah. nothing was changed there. That's the mechanics. Well, whenever you, so we, we came to find out that it was a skin-borne infection. Okay. Right? And, and, it, and it, it was, there were staff, but they didn't find anything on the metal and ended up, but with an infection like that, to be safe, they had to get the metal out so that it oh, would absolutely. heal. Absolutely. Right? Any, any surgery, anywhere in the body, any orthopedic surgery, and you have plates or screws if an infection occurs, the, that little bacteria, they just go right down to that bone. They find a nice little nest around it, and they just propagate. It gets bigger and bigger, and they get an abscess. They loosen the plate or screws, and then it's nasty time. The good That's news is it had, been, it had been about eight weeks, okay. and when they went in and assessed the fusion, they, they said, hey, the bone, it, the fusion looks pretty good. We believe we're going to be able to take this metal out. Because they could have chosen to put on an apparatus outside. Ex-fixator. An ex-fixator, that's right. Yes. And she was not looking forward to that. Oh, nobody likes that, so especially the, women. The <laughs> question is, and how we really helped her, was we got her part of a Bunyan support group. Why are there not more Bunyan support groups? Yeah. And how do people that are struggling with Bunyans connect with each other to understand the pain that it is to not be able to wear fancy shoes? Well, I think a lot of times... You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It's really hard to analyze how many people have bunions because it requires a bit of self-reporting, right? Well, it does because how many people have a bunion and it may be asymptomatic or doesn't hurt them. They're not going to tell everybody they have a bunion. I mean, Dr. Drum makes me take off my pants every time I come in his office, but I don't often have to take off my shoes. So he doesn't see my feet all the time, so he doesn't know... If I have a bunion, unless I tell him. So that's interesting. You take off your pants without taking off your shoes. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like to see that. <laughs> He's got very good insurance. Yes. <laughs> so bunions are one of those things that may need to be removed. But if they're not causing pain and you still can get in your shoes, then maybe we can continue to live with these bunions. There's another foot issue that I'm telling people oftentimes to live with. Onychomycosis. Deacon, do you know what onychomycosis is? Onychomycosis. O-N-O-C-O-M-I-C-O-S-I-S. Onychomycosis. It wrong. is <laughs> wrong. Is there a silent Y in there? <laughs> yeah. O-N-C-H-O-M-Y-C-O-S-I-S. But in essence, it's fungus that gets in the toenails. Correct. That and is it is nasty. so hard to get rid of. It's almost impossible. You know, it's funny. You don't give up, though. Do you give up? You never give up. You know, uh, if, if never, never going to give you up. Never, never going to let you down. down. Never going to run around and desert you. Never oh, going to yeah. run around with my shoes off. <laughs> That's the biggest thing about that. People are very embarrassed. They got yellow toenails that are thickened. But again, if you ask people about their uh, ancestry, They'll tell you many times, oh, my mom had nails. Like, oh, my grandfather had, I used to take him to the podiatrist. 
And I spoke to a friend of mine, a dermatologist for years, and they think there's also maybe a genetic component because these people don't get better. Yeah. You give them medicine. I, I have a fun, uh, not funny, but I tell the story when I give the line, oh, you put medicine on it, you can take oral medicine, which has some side effects. You can remove the nail, let it grow back. But I also end it with, you want 100% proof and guarantee of that they're not going to come back. We take that nail off permanently. Wow. 100%. Bye bye 100%. 100%. Never comes yeah. back. Because here's the big question you have to ask yourself. I ask my patients. They, they say to me, what would I do without a toenail? And of course, the obvious answer is... What do you do with it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. All it does is get in the way. We dress it up. We take it out. You know, it's interesting. A lot of different uh, types of medicine have been featured on Seinfeld. In fact, we've had the the, the, the proctologist, the ass man, right? <laughs> we right. had uh, we had the the, the dentist, right? Yes. When and, and Jerry was an anti dentite. Um, we had <laughs> pimple popper MD. The only mention of podiatry is when Elaine is dating this dude who couldn't get into regular medical school, so he got into podiatry school. And, uh, and she broke up with him, and then she realized, oh, I just broke up with a doctor. So then they got back together, then he passed his boards and dumped her and said, I told myself, the first thing I do when I pass my boards is dump my girlfriend. <laughs> no, I love that, I love that. Um, with onychomycosis, my question is, are there, people love old wives tales. Sure. People love to put masking tape on it. People love to put, I want to say, vinegar, vinegar on it. No, the big one Apple I cider vinegar. The big one every day is Vicks. Vicks. You hear that? You've yeah. had it. Vicks oh, yeah. Sure. You've had it here, Vicks. Yeah. And sometimes I could tell right away as soon as I walk into the exam room on a new patient, I go, oh, you have fungal toenails. I smell Vicks everywhere. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of smells, what is the most common reason people have stinky feet? Oh, that's simple. They sweat. Okay. How Great do we answer. fix that? How do you, my son has pretty stinky feet and I want to blame it on the fact that he wears these socks and Crocs all day and then is not changing them enough. Or when he's showering, I worry that he's not actually washing his feet enough. I felt bad having to explain him like you have to wash your feet. Is there something about stinky feet that is good for you? No, can't think of anything that's good for you. That's like a feet. Do you ever you'll, have you'll the have conversation le- you'll with have someone? Le- you'll have less friends, but no. uh, yes, I do. Almost, almost on a daily basis. Uh, people talk to me. I had just had a patient, a new patient come in, said to me, I almost laughed in front of her. I said, what are you here for? And she said, I want a foot deodorant. I said, you want a foot deodorant? Well, why don't you just spray your feet? But nothing works. And I said, do your feet sweat? Oh, very much so. I said, there's the reason. We have to find a reason why it stinks. The re- it's not the water so much. It's, that it's the bacteria and the fungus that it, that it uh, promotes or helps to uh, grow that causes the odor. It's a closed environment. So it depends how bad it really is. If it's really severe, think about what do you have to do? You have to stop the sweating. Yeah. There are medications topically first. Yep. That can cause sweating because not only... Dry the, saw. That's it. That's sure. the one. I just wrote yeah. a script today for it. I use it on armpits uh, very that, frequently. Uh, you know, I was just going to say that, Chris. What, it's not just feet that sweat. There yeah. are people, hyperhidrosis, as we use the top... The, the Hyperhidrosis, yep. ...is the medical name, but it doesn't occur just in the feet. There are armpits in their... Um, How often that, do you write a prescription for glycopyrrolate, which is an anticholinergic that's used for sweating? I actually put, I don't write that much of it. I have never written one. 
<laughs> you sure? I'm throwing that out there. Okay. Uh, but that is something that uh, can be used. I've also used some type of, like almost, they said the itching or the sweating. The sweat is mostly at night. I've used a little something like a, an Atarax, hydroxyzine. Sure. Something to just to relax the nerves. Yeah. Because yeah. the nerves create the sweating and just to calm that down a little bit. And it helps them sleep too. Because with the sweating comes what other factor that people usually get? Itching. Oh, absolutely. Because it can dry out your skin, right? Because it just feels awful. And you scratch and you scratch. And what does scratching do? Causes a, a rash, rash, rash neurodermatitis. And, and you could get an infection. You could get an ulcer. Everything bad comes from there. And not to make things really complicated, but let's say you have a, a disease that's with you. And we were, you know which one we're going to say first. You're diabetic. Sure. Later on, you have bad circulation. Peripheral Oh, I was going to say that. Circul- yeah. yeah. Because, and you won't heal as well. And as, as you said, if you get a cut, a scrape, and you get infected... It's hard. The it's, foot is the farthest place away from the heart. So right? for those the of you... arteries have to go the furthest distance to get there. You know the one part of the foot that's the most difficult to heal? It takes the longest, I should say, to heal, even after surgery. And I hear this or see this every day. The baby, t- the pinky. The little bitty toe. That's what uh, we Think about uh, it. This little piggy. Uh, we, 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 all it's, the way it's, home. It's, as you said, it's the furthest from the heart, but anatomically it has the smallest vessels. Oh. With blood going in, the smallest vessels coming out. People break their little toes, uh, which is another whole topic, which is pretty funny. Uh, and th- th- I tell them right from the beginning, this is, you're going to have this for several months. And said, what do you mean? It's going to be swollen. My dad broke his little toe and it never moved the same. It always just flopped there. For, I'm telling you. It's <laughs> just, just flopping flop. in the wind? It just sits there I love and flops it. in the wind. I love it. Yeah, speaking of old wives' tales, right? I think one of the old wives' tales we have out there is that, like, there's a, you ever heard of Footprints? Right? This poem that is about, um, written in it, and it's somebody who's writing this poem saying, hey, I was, I was, I had this dream that I was walking on the beach with the Lord and I was looking back in all these moments in my life and we're talking about all these different moments as they flashed before me. And then as I got to the end, I looked back and there was one set of footprints there. And he said, you know, those are the moments when I was carrying you all the way. I love that. I love that. And it's a great story, but oftentimes people think it's in the Bible and it's like, well... It's a great story, and it is a great. Do you know picture. the origin? I don't know where that really came from. Do you? Know? Well, I do. It's a great oh. picture of of what we think about what God does for us. Mm-hmm. The origin is back in Deuteronomy when Moses is talking to the Egyptians as he's led them out of slavery. They've already kind of bailed um, on God once, right? They, they've created the false gods. They've they've done all these things, and Moses is talking to them, and he says. You know, and like the end of Deuteronomy 1, I think it's Deuteronomy 131, uh, he's talking about how God carried you through all of those things and he carried you mm. like a father carries a son. And so it's that imagery that we use that was the basis for where the, the poem for Footprints came from. Yeah. I have been thinking about Doc and the Deacon doing Footprints the picture that hangs on the wall but doing the picture where the footprints have bunions. <laughs> because oftentimes, I do think that We're going to have to find somebody with a bunion now because my wife doesn't have them anymore. Likely, Jesus are gone, likely had bunions. He's in those sandals all the time so no one can see his toes. No matter, the part of the reason that in the Bible people were washing his toes is because Jesus had stinky feet. 
How many? I mean, what are yeah, the pretty chances? dusty feet? That's yeah. That there's way. a pretty good chance one of the disciples had bunions, right? Oh yeah, sure. Who would carry who? Would I carry you, or would you carry me? <laughs> it would be funnier for you to carry me. Yeah, that could be pretty funny. And it's probably the only thing that's actually possible. But if I carried you, yeah. I don't think it would be my flat feet. I think I would possibly develop a tumor in my spine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doctor Muscarella, Vince, I have a question for you. Would you date a woman with bunions? Absolutely. Okay. Would you date a woman with... Already have in a past. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if I would have gotten my wife if she didn't have bunions, right? She's beautiful. (laughs) And I think, I mean, she is way out of my league anyway. And bunions brought her down just enough. bunions brought her down just enough. Where I was able to scoop her up. It was like I was at Marshall's, but I was like one of the fancy Marshall's like down in Westchester or something, right? How about would you date a woman... With stinky feet? That's pretty questionable. Woo! I'd, oh, have, I'd have to treat that first and, yeah, make, sure, say, and, yeah. make, sure, and make sure I can cure that. <laughs> <laughs> On his Tinder. Likes dry, non-stinky feet. That's right. <laughs> with only minimal onychomycosis. That's good. And if you're allowed to have an ulcer on your foot, but it can't be your pinky. That's right. It'll never yeah. heal. It takes forever to heal. Yeah. What are your thoughts on these people that are running all the time and wear these kind of barefoot shoes? Why are people wearing barefoot shoes? And is that the right answer? Because to me, for some reason, it feels crazy. You have to have thoughts on the barefoot shoes, people. I do. And this is my personal one because, of course, Ooh, we're getting I love it. Hot the, takes. I, I told you how I got involved in this or interested in this profession. And I firmly believe that the foot should be supported in a position to help. When I was in uh, school, in medical school, I worked for a company that would make, we call orthotics or custom supports. We made them for every pro sports team in Philadelphia. Wow. So what's that tell you? They don't run around. You see people on a football field running, running around barefoot? barefoot? No. You see track people running around barefoot? Not at all. I do feel like I see cross country and track people now running around with these barefoot type shoes. Am I wrong? No, you're right. And uh, I, from, from me, from a scientific standpoint, I can't agree with them. I think they're just looking for trouble. Because one of the conditions we see, and I know you see it too, people come in, you can't find anything wrong with them. They say, and after you question them and you find out their activity, they develop a stress fracture. Sure. And stress fracture means you put so much stress on a bone, it doesn't necessarily break that you can visualize it, but it's inside. Little micro tears in the micro tears in the bone, and I think those type of uh, shoes are more prone to get that type of injury. Okay, so you heard it here first. We're anti these kind of barefoot Barefoot. shoes running things. Why do orthotics cost more than Air Jordans, and why do Air Jordans cost so much? Well, if you just saw the movie Air, you'll realize. (laughs) By the way, I recommend it. It's very good. Yeah, Um, but. Air Jordans cost a lot for a couple reasons. One, because it's Michael Jordan. And two, because if you watch the movie, he made sure that he would get a percentage of every shoe that was, that was made. So they make sure that cost a tremendous amount. Yeah. Uh, orthotics? Depends on where you go. Just to explain what maybe somebody Do you make money off the orthotics? Do you get a little oh, sure. cash in your pocket? Of, nice. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, orthotics aren't covered by insurances. Why? Because... As we know, insurance don't like to pay for everything. They don't pay for hearing aids. They don't pay hearing aids. And most people would feel better wearing an art support. Even if you don't have yeah. a real problem, 
your foot would feel better just walking around with So that. everyone should get an arch support. Well, they did that many years ago, and the insurance company went absolutely ballistic and said, we're not covering these things anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. You've got to have a, a, either a real medical condition, which is diabetes, that have issues that they may have. A what about smelly feet? Orthotics from smelly feet? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find any If I have a I can bunion, get... can I get an orthotic? Yes. Oh, holla. Nice. Check one off for the deacon. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, I might be yes, able to swing can. that. But you know what? Many de- many of the over-the-counter type that they make, because we have over-the-counter in our office, uh, for the average person, they feel better with They feel okay. good with the support. They really do. But the orthotic, depending on getting back, I know they're an expensive uh, because it comes out of the patient's pocket. Yeah. But depends on where you practice. Uh, I have a price in my, in my office, which I haven't changed, I think, since Chris was a resident, to be very honest with wow. you. Wow. Um, but if you go to some places, the Metropolitan, New York City, or whatever. But I bet my but FSA... They probably charge three times what I charge. I bet my FSA would help cover that, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, so there's there's ways to find it under some of those medical expenses. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a favorite surgery that you do? Yes, I do. I actually really do. I am. Um, I have a fond interest in soft tissue injuries of the ankle, and the reason's really simple. Everyone seems to quote unquote sprain their ankle. Of course, you don't sprain it though. Yeah, I lectured. I've lectured on the circuit around the country. I, I don't like the word sprain because I really like thinking the idea that when you twist so hard, the ligaments are like fibers. You literally tear little fibers little by little. Okay. And the ligaments on the outside of the ankle, it is the most commonly injured portion of the ankle. So Especially what do you call them if you don't call them a sprain? Tear. Partial tear. tear. Partial tear. Partial okay. tear. Especially for basketball players. Oh, yeah. Basketball, volleyball, and the sap. And they usually do pretty well, but when they don't, and the MRI is good at this point, it shows that they uh, have a complete tear. The new technology is amazing that they have uh, materials that, give you an example, I'll use numbers. If we just sew the ligament together, it may increase the strength about equal to what it was before. These new artificial portions or ligaments, three times the strength. We get patients back in sports in literally three to four weeks after having that repair, where it used to take years ago, six months. Wow. What's the most famous person that you've ever performed a procedure on without breaking HIPAA? Would it rhyme with like Schmallen Schmiverson? Because <laughs> you no, it's you not. Could. <laughs> I will tell you in my life, the most significant person he ever did a procedure on was my father-in-law, and it was oh, right. years ago. He came. My father-in-law was in town to visit. And he had like a Haglund's deformity and an Achilles tendinopathy, tendinitis, and right? Tennis or volleyball? Uh, he's just trying to walk Pickleball now. Pickleball. Yes. But he had severe pain. He had gotten shots before from his guy in upstate New York. And I said, hey, you should see my buddy uh, Vince. And came in and got a shot. And I will tell you, he has wanted to send you, say, a Christmas card ever since. <laughs> and every time it'd be like, Oh, how, how's work going? Things are going well? Tell Vince I said hi. Tell Vince I said hi. And so I wish that my father-in-law looked at me the way he looks at you. That's right. I mean, I mean, I bet it's, there's some famous people with, with, with like foot issues. Oh, oh yeah. So we have a game. Favorite. Are we ready? Yes. We're going to play Mary Kiss Kill. Okay. The name of the game is we're going to take three famous, and in this case women, but it could be men, 
uh, people that have been known to have bunions. Mm. And you're going to marry one, which means you're spending the rest of life with this person and her bunion. Well, you aren't because you'll remove it. Right. <laughs> Kiss means maybe you'll have a tryst for an evening. Okay. And kill means, um, you know, maybe during the bunion surgery you gave a little bit too much anesthesia. Maybe we had Michael Jackson's anesthesiologist. Oh, Propofol, a little too much propofol. Okay. So, number one. And both of you are going to play. Oh, and at the okay. end, I'm going to determine who who's won. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. who won. Yeah, there's always a right and wrong here. So, number one, Meghan Markle. Okay. You're both aware who she is? Yes, I do. She married a prince. Uh, next, Katie Holmes. All right. She married a Scientologist. She didn't marry a friend. She married a Scientologist. Almost the same. And then last but not uh, least, Jennifer Lopez. And she married almost everyone that's famous. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, kiss, kill. Okay. I'll let the, the good doctor go first. We go each one individually? Oh, yeah, we'll go kill first. You can both Who would you kill? kill? Who would you kill? Uh, Markle. Wow. I think mine's obvious, right? I don't. I can't spend a, a, a lifetime with Katie Holmes, right? And Scientology stuff. No, she's done. Okay. Adios. Okay, so Katie Holmes yeah. and Meghan Markle have died. All right, I'll go kiss. Okay. Um, because I, I'm i going to go uh, – because I'm actually – you know what? I just changed my mind. I'm going to kiss uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, I'm going to kiss Meghan Markle. Jennifer Lopez. Okay. And married is – so hands down, Katie doc, Holmes. So oh. the doc, Doctor Muscarello, went with Katie Holmes. I went with Jennifer Lopez because I still feel like she's got another set. Like my marriage isn't going to last that long, and I'm going to get a big settlement out of it. You'll, you'll be number twenty-two. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, you're going to be the caboose right. of that train. Right, right under uh, Alex Rodriguez's number. Wow, I love it. I love it. Your numbers could be retired next. That's year. right. My wife has webbed toes. Is this an issue? And I don't think it makes me love her any less, but between that second and third toe, they're a little webbed. Absolutely another genetic uh, issue. It passes down, usually skips a generation or two. Uh, to do anything? I think absolutely not. Have people come to me over the years, and sure, in my early career, they said, could you unweb them? Wow, unweb. Have, have you unwebbed a toe? Sure. Can well, you web it? More, toe, I would want it more I, webbed I, I, together. I've, 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 like, I've actually done that too. I've actually webbed toes together. Yeah, I think I would put that on my card. Dr. Muscarella, <laughs> podiatrist, known the doc uh, from Doc and the Deacon for many years. I have unwebbed many a toe. Yeah. But I mean, think I about actually what try, kind of swimmer you can become. Yeah. I, I, I almost told people out of unwebbing the toe because there are some now vascular issues. You can lose a toe. You literally, yeah. if, you, if uh, they don't get enough blood circulation into the tub, you can lose the I tub. just heard a story There's today no that my, my cousin went on a roof without shoes on, and the tar, it was so hot, he burned his foot, Wow! and apparently didn't seek medical attention, and is going to have to have his foot amputated. Who? Yeah, my cousin down in Florida. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know you, if it's a partial or complete amputation. The people in Florida. What's going on in Florida? Insane, right? Oh, my gosh. So... So wow. he had a third degree burn, probably. Was and he probably didn't pray hard enough. So everyone should get arch supports. We should watch the movie Air. You should love people, even those with bunions, even those with different views than you, even if they have bunions. But Dr. Moscarella said it here first, not those with stinky feet. That's where he draws the line. Well, and the other thing he said is it wasn't the That's shoes. Right. He said, listen, it wasn't the high heels. They might have exacerbated the issue, but it probably wasn't the high heels. Yeah. So I can tell you this. But I know that one question that what? everyone wants to know what? with this 
The biggest question that I heard before the episode is who has better feet? Doc or the Deacon? Who asked that question? Oh, everybody. So I'm bringing it up here. Deacon, get a foot Are up here. Are you serious? Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. There's my foot. I have fantastic feet. Let me see it. That's not bad. That's right. not terrible, that's right? Bad. That's pretty My second toe is bigger than my uh, big toe. It's supposed to be. That means you're intelligent, to, right? It's supposed to be longer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Deacon. What we got uh, there? We got, we, a got there? Oh, we got a bunion, buddy. We got a bunion. Yes. Oh, we uh, got a bunion. The doc wins. You know what? And a little bit of smell. <laughs> I wonder what that was. Yeah. And you know what those boots are made for? These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are, are going to walk all over you. These boots are made for walking, and that's, that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Hey, we want to say thank you to uh, Dr. Muscarella. Yeah, you do not have to have a bunion to listen to this episode or subscribe to our podcast. No, no, you do not. You do not. You do not have to have stinky feet. No. And if your toes all have fungus throughout them, we can... Have those uh, toenails removed. We can remove your web toes as well. In fact, we're going to rely on our producer, uh, Tucker Butler, to, to, to remove some of the content from this if we misspoke or said anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so thank you, Dr. Rossarello. We're also going to thank our rapper, Franchise, uh, for the song. This would be a great rap recap, right, Franchise? You know what? Two things you can count on. The doc is in. The deacon speaks. Thanks to our wives. And thanks to everyone on their feet. And thanks to our wives' feet. Holla. Do you want to thank your wife's foot? I would if I was married, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.